Welcome to the Sacred Roots Podcast. I am your host, Elie de Poisson. I'm the founder of the Sacred Roots Modern Mystery School, energy healer, international author, and speaker. It is my passion to bring to you ancient and modern wisdom to help you live a soul-led life in alignment with who you came here to be and lead an abundant business, but the feminine way, with flow, ease, and intuition. This podcast is a sacred space where we are going to connect over solo episodes and with powerful guests that will empower and enlighten you on your spiritual path. Thank you so much for having me in your private space. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the teachings and integration practices that are coming your way now. Good morning, beautiful souls, for another episode of the Sacred Roots Podcast. Today we are going to talk about Sawine, also known as Halloween. What is this celebration? Why is it such a big celebration in North America? Where does it come from? What is the spiritual root, actually, of Sawine? And what does this have to teach us? And for our modern life, because there's actually a lot of wisdom in Sawine. It's not just a celebration where we get dressed in funny and dark costumes. There's actually much more wisdom, because this is the Celtic New Year. This is the energetic New Year. Before we dive into this, I want to share with you that I am just opening the doors. Actually, I'm closing them really, really soon. The doors of the Swan Temple, which is my divine feminine community that I just launched. And next Wednesday, we are having our first workshop where we're going to do a Sawain ritual, where we're going to connect with that new energy. Because I know that times have been hard these past months, weeks. It's been quite intense energetically. We've all been invited to die and be reborn again. We've been faced with challenges, things not going our way, feeling lost, seeking clarity about our direction, our life, our purpose, our work. And Sawine is actually really an invitation to then have a look at this past year and start anew. Because all the seeds that you are going to plant now, they are going to bloom in the spring. It's interesting because in our society, we celebrate New Year in January. Well, energetically, it's actually starting now. And I'm going to talk more about that. So if you love this episode and you're seeking a spiritual community where you can learn more of all of that, do practical rituals with us, Um, dive deep into ancient wisdom, learn more about who you are, uncover more of your purpose, your gifts, align with your soul and meet amazing modern witches, wisdom seekers and women who are really on the same journey as you, join, join us in the Swan Temple. So the doors are closing today, actually, officially, but I haven't been really good at delivering this podcast episode on time because usually my podcasts come out on Tuesday. But it's been a wild ride here in Bali, so we are Friday now when I'm releasing it. So for those of you who are listening to this episode and who are really feeling the call and craving this spiritual community where you can dive deep within yourself, just reach out to me and I will leave the doors open for you until Tuesday. Because we are starting on Wednesday, so technically you could join until Tuesday. And then the doors will be really closed for the next six months. All right. 
So of course, check the link in the show notes if you're interested and you want to reach out to me. Um, but for now, let's dive into Sawain. So it's actually written Samhain, but it's pronounced Sawain. And Sawain is the Celtic roots of Halloween. So let's go back to Celtic Ireland 2000 years ago. Samhain was really seen as the division of the year between the lighter half of the year and the darker half. They basically had two seasons, summer and winter. And Samhain was really marking the division, the passage from one to the other. And so that transition was also known to be the transition, the division between this world and the other world. They believe that in this moment when we are transitioning, and it's often like that in times of transitions in equinoxes, think about the transition from day to night, night to day, sunrise, sunset, change of seasons. It is really believed in spiritual communities and in ancient systems that these are the moments where the veil are at its thinnest. This is the moment where you can connect with your loved ones, with your spirit guides, with your ancestors, receive wisdom and downloads. And so Sawine was actually much more than just the end of a cycle and the beginning of a cycle. It was also the opportunity to connect with your ancestors. And that's where actually Halloween comes from. So what they were doing at Sawine is that they were cooking food and they were always cooking much more food than needed because they believed that their ancestor would come around the table and also enjoy the energy of the food. Because even today when we eat, it's the energy from the food that we are taking in. And so they would always cook more for their ancestors. I love that, that tradition. And they were inviting their ancestors to come home and to have dinner with them. But of course, because the veil was so thin, they would be afraid that harmful spirits would come through. So, in order to scare those harmful spirits, they would wear costumes. And they would wear scary costumes to push those spirits away. So the spirits would be like, oh no, that is not a friendly family, I am going somewhere else, bye-bye. <laughs> That's basically the idea. That's why we wear horrible costumes. I mean, in North America, it's become sexy costumes, but the origin was really, the idea of origin was to wear terrifying costumes. It was pretty dark. The Irish immigrated to North America in the 19th century when they had the, the famous uh, famine, when they were, the potato famine, when they were really struggling to eat. And my husband is half Irish, so I have heard so many stories about that famine and um, all their family actually moving to Canada. That's why he also has the Canadian passport and all of that. So it's like, it's, it's very close to our modern society. We don't need to look that far away because it was 150 years ago. And so the Irish carried their Halloween traditions, their Sawan traditions to America. And that actually blended with the traditions that were already in America. And they had, around that time, a harvest tradition. Um, the autumn equinox is actually all around harvesting and reaping the fruits of your labor and all of that. And so to celebrate that the end of the harvest season, and they were still doing that in October, they were carving pumpkins. So this is where the carving of the pumpkins for Halloween and the horrible costumes blended into becoming what we know today as Halloween. And then there's another tradition around Halloween, which is the carrying of treats. Trick or treat, you know, the children go from one door to the other and they either ask for a treat or for treats. 
And that is actually also coming from those scary spirits. Because people believed that when they would meet a spirit, in order to not receive a trick, to not be attacked by their spirit, they could simply give those spirit treats and they would be saved. So people would simply walk around with those treats as a protection from the harmful spirits. You know, it's an energy exchange. It's when, when you connect with the spirit world, there is often an offering. If you want something, you have to give something. That's why we turn on a candle on an altar. That's why we put apples on an altar. That's why now if you want to decorate your altar for wine, it's perfect to put pictures of your ancestors, apples, pumpkins. You're giving energy to the spirit realm so that you can receive from the spirit realm because we live in a world of energy where everything transforms. And the more energy you can give to your altar, the more your spirit guides can use that energy and support you in the spirit realm by sending you opportunities, people, IDs, money, messages. That's why we put so many things on our altars. So it's the same idea with those treats. People would have those treats, those candies in their pockets. And when the spirit would come and they would be afraid, they would be like, here, have a treat, bye, run away. You know, it's an energy exchange somehow. So this is really giving you a better understanding of what it is that we are celebrating now. Halloween or Sawain is really an opportunity for you to Connect with the spirit realm. Don't be afraid of it. Give it offerings and set new intentions. Because something else that was really believed in the Celtic tradition is that this time was a very powerful time to do some fortune telling and to prophesize destinies. Because we are just in a transition and the new year is going to start. And so if you want to do some oracle deck pulling or play with a tarot card or go for a tarot reading. Now is actually a really powerful time to then set your intention, ask questions and get clarity on what it is that you're calling in for the new year. And so let's dive into that wisdom that they had and why they actually believe that now was the end of a cycle and the beginning of a new one. Well, the cells believe that night preceded day that everything started with the feminine. And if you've been following me, you know that I believe that too. Because our modern society is still showing us that. Every day starts at midnight. When is the night? Every week starts on Monday, moon day, which is a day of the moon, which is a feminine day. Every man comes from the womb of a mother. If you look into traditional Chinese medicine, you'll see it too. Everything starts with yin, and then the yang follows. Everything starts with the feminine. And so because now we are going into the darker season, it's also now that in Europe and North America, we're changing time. We're going back to the... I don't know the names of those times, but... <laughs> It's, it's getting darker, definitely, because we're changing time. You know, all of that is connected. We are going back into the feminine season. And so we are starting again. The energetic new year is now. I know I keep repeating this, but it's because I really want you to understand that there's no better opportunity than now to look at the year that you've just had. Have a look at everything that you've learned. 
And that's why it's so hard right now. That's why there's so much chaos right now in our lives. Because our guides and the energies and the earth are like, come on, learn all these things. Open your eyes. Be aware of what you want, what you don't want, what you need, your self-sabotage behaviors, what you're seeking, so that you can align much more, so that you can set new intentions for the new year that is starting on 1st of November. Because we are entering a whole new cycle. And this is an amazing opportunity to align, to call in ease, to call in your dreams, to step closer to who you want to be, to attract really what you desire. Because we are going in the feminine season and everything starts with the feminine. And of course, all those intentions that you are going to set now, you're not going to see them bloom before sometime. Because the feminine season, we are now winter is going to arrive, it's going to rain, the trees have lost all their leaves, it's going to be a darker season, and it's only in the spring that we see things bloom. So that doesn't mean that your rhythm is going to be completely aligned with the season, but it does mean that the more you take care of those intentions, the more you send them love, the more you pay attention to them, the more they will bloom in divine timing. And so that's why I want to share a Sawine ritual with you. Before sharing that ritual, I actually want to share more um, information about other spiritual systems just to show you again how this time that we're in right now is super potent. Let's have a look at India and the Hindus. Right now, they're celebrating Diwali. And Diwali is known to be the festival of light because they are actually celebrating the light as we are going into a darker time. There is way less light in the earth, our bodies are more tired, we're going in the feminine season, which is all about reflecting, going inward, and so it's perfect to celebrate light and to come back to our own inner light. And Diwali marks, guess what? The Hindu New Year! just as Sawine marks the Celtic New Year. So Diwali and Sawine have the same root. They definitely have the same root in antiquity. Now, I should actually dive more into what that root is. I wouldn't be surprised if it was connected to the Sumerian root. Um, maybe I'll tell you more about that, but this is what I am receiving now as guidance and for what I know about ancient, ancient traditions, because a lot of our... A lot of our modern-day spirituality, even though, you know, Hinduism and um, Celtic traditions are more than 2,000 years old, they are actually connected to old Sumeria, which is 12,000 years old. Now let's have a look at what's happening in Mexico. In Mexico, on the 31st of November, and uh, 31st of October and 1st of November, they are celebrating the Dia de los Muertos, the Day of the Dead. And how do they do that? They paint their faces, they put on costumes, there are skulls and skeletons everywhere. But it's, inter it's important to know that even though there's like a really strong connection with the team of death and ancestors and dying, it's actually not a Mexican version of Halloween. Because Halloween has a bit of um, a darker energy, more scary energy to it. Um, because they were wearing costumes that were meant to scare the spirits away. 
The Mexican version of Halloween, the Dia de los Muertos, is much more playful. It's much more bright. It's much more colorful. If you go on YouTube or on Instagram and you write Dia de los Muertos, you're going to see all those parades and it's super playful and super colorful. And they actually celebrate that as a, as a way to celebrate the lives of those who have passed away. So there's really this energy of dying as well. So right now, there's such a huge theme of death because it's the end of a cycle and the beginning of a new cycle. It's the death of a year. And every death means a new beginning. It's a transition. And so we are actually celebrating that everywhere in the world. So I really want you to sit with that question right now. What part of you is dying right now? And what part of you is being born because this is the energy that you are going through right now and to share a little bit about my personal experience I have been dying for the past six weeks <laughs> there's a version of me that's been dying really strongly that's why I've, I've had a three-day migraine which actually never happens and then I had a big big cry and that really allowed me to release the migraine because there's a part of me that's dying and there's a new one that is coming through a new one that is very unapologetic that is not settling for less anymore that is really stepping into her full sovereignty and power and maybe you're feeling it and you're going to feel it more and more in my next podcast episodes or maybe you're seeing it in the kind of information that I'm sharing on social media but there's a whole new me, a version that is wearing her crown, that is really coming through right now. And that does come with discomfort. You don't step into a new identity like that. Just like that. You know, it's like when you have new shoes, new high heels that you've been dreaming to wear. The first time you wear them, they might be a little bit uncomfortable. First time it's a bit better and then better. Then you might resist them. You might have blisters and you're like, oh, I'm never wearing these shoes again. But your feet are going to get used to it. And the shoe is going to get used to your feet as well. So these transitions are not always comfortable. They rarely are in full transparency. And so it's even more important that you give yourself some grace for this transition. That you really honor who you were and thank her. And thank the chaos because it's allowed you to see what wasn't working for you. What you needed. What your foundation is. What brings you pleasure and joy? What brings you into alignment? What you're calling in? So it's a very, very, very potent time that we are all going through right now. At an individual level and also at a, as a collective level. We are seeing it as well. Many things are dying right now at a collective level. And it's good because it means it's the beginning of something else. So here's a ritual that you can do with your friends on Sawain, 31st of October. Gather your friends, your sisters, your boyfriends, your family, it doesn't really matter, but people that care about you and that you care about. And come together, you can share a nice meal, and then have a little Sawain ritual to make the most of this transition, death, rebirth, new cycle energy. And you're going to tell all your friends to come with a little pot and a seat. All right? And after you've shared an amazing fun dinner together, you're going to sit in circle. 
because the energy of the circle is really potent and is going to empathize, emphasize everything that you're going to speak in the circle. And you're going to take a moment to reflect or journal or simply set an intention of what am I calling in for this new year? What is this most aligned version of me that I am birthing right now and that is coming through in the next months? If everything was possible for me, what would I deeply, deeply desire? And consider that it's already done. You're simply calling it in. What would make you the most happy, the most joyful, the most expansive? What do you really desire to create? What is that secret project that you've been keeping in your heart that you haven't dared to speak out and that you know it's time to create, it's time to birth? So here are a few questions that you can really sit with that are all around the same theme of calling in something new, birthing something new, stepping into alignment, unlocking the highest potential that is inside. And then you're going to write that in a few sentences. You can journal it and then synthesize it in a few sentences. And that is going to be your intention for the new year. That is your new year resolution. And in January, when you celebrate New Year with your friends, you can repeat that same intention. It's going to make it even more powerful. It's going to show the spirit world how committed you are to what you decided right now. But it's actually right now that you need to decide it. It's too late in January. And then, once everyone has a clear intention and has clarity on what they are calling in for this New Year, you are going to grab your seed all together and put it in your little pot. So that's a fun birthing activity where you get your hands dirty, you put your seed in your little pot, and you're gonna hold that little pot in front of your heart. And one at a time, one after each other, you are going to speak your intention out loud. And when you speak your intention, all the others are going to listen and they're gonna cheer you up and they're gonna say, it's done, amazing, congratulations, woohoo! They're gonna applaud and then they are going to say all together, and so it is, and so it is, and so it is. And by doing so, you are sending the energy of the whole group with your intention in the little pot with the seeds. And don't think it's a silly ritual because energy is everything, everything is energy, and all the cheering, all the love, all the support that those people have sent to you is now very strongly connected energetically to your intention. So they are emphasizing it. So of course you're going to do the same every time your friend or family member or someone in the circle is speaking out their intention. You're going to cheer them up, you're going to support them, applaud, congratulate them, and all together you're going to repeat three times and so it is, and so it is, and so it is. And then, of course, once everyone has repeated, um, I mean, once everyone has spoken their intention out, you are going to close the circle by giving get gratitude. You can do a happy dance, or sing a song together, or sing a mantra, whatever feels good to you. But you close the circle, you thank uh, yourselves, your higher self and the spirit realm for supporting you in this process. And then you trust, you surrender, you detach. You connect with your soul every day, ideally, every week, 
and you see what your soul is inviting you to take as aligned action so that you can call that in. And so there's a little manifestation trick that I really like because sometimes when we are calling in new things, we're like, yeah, but I don't have it yet. And so uh, what should I do? And we're a little bit in a scarcity mindset, in a lack mindset of it's not there yet. Uh, now I need to take action to make it happen. Da, da, da. Here's a little tweak that I want to offer you and that is really going to help you manifest it. Consider that what you've called in that intention that you've spoken out, it's already done. You have it. It's there. It's happening. And it has already happened in another now moment on another timeline. All you need to do is to take action to speed up the process so that it happens faster in your now reality, in your now moment, in what you are experiencing right now. And so when you can take action and you can move forward with the idea of it's already happened, it's there, it's just a question of speeding up the process, then you are taking action really from a place of knowing, from a place of fullness, from a place of abundance, from a place of trust and surrender, rather than a place of, oh my God, what do I do now to call in the clients, which is more of a place of scarcity and like. Let me know how much this resonated with you. Um, you can... Share that on social media. If you're doing the ritual with your friends, I would love, 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 love to see it. Tag me so that I can cheer you up as well. Send you emphasizing vibes, loving energy to support your intentions. And if you want to do that ritual with us next week, Wednesday, join the Swan Temple because we are going to do many rituals like that. There's going to be one for the winter solstice as well where we're going to dive as well into the alchemy of darkness and understand the power of darkness the power of the winter season the power of the feminine really this is what it is so in the swan temple we're really going to gather twice a month once for a workshop with a ritual like this and once for a feminine embodiment practice where we're going to connect with a goddess and this month the the one of november the embodiment practice is connected to the goddess sekhmet so that's the Egyptian goddess with the lion head. And we're going to have a sacred rage practice. Ooh, this is going to be really powerful. I'm really excited. Because I definitely still have some rage to release around many things that are more connected to the collective than my personal life. But yeah, if you want to know what it is, join the Swan Temple. I will be transparent and share all of that with you in that feminine embodiment practice connected to the goddess Sekhmet. So I'm really excited. If you want more details about the Swan Temple, just check the link in the show notes. Like I said, the doors are officially closing this Friday evening, uh, 6 p.m. EST, but I know it's taken me a while to release this episode because I had a huge migraine and my nose was blocked. It still kind of is. I'm sure you could hear it during this whole episode, but I really wanted to give you this information because I think it's so important for you to understand how valuable the time is right now, these next days building up to November 1st, November 2nd. Sawine energy is there and it's inviting you to let go of a part of you so that you can call in the more aligned, the happiest, the more expanded version of yourself. I love you, take care of you, and let's manifest an amazing new year.